Jazz Experience, Season 2. Let's go! Thanks for joining us for Season 2. Join the conversation with Nat, Dez, and friends as they share how to transform culture through family. Hey guys, welcome to the Matt Does Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. And we want to welcome you to the season finale of season two. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh, what a season it has been. You know, I was just looking back on all of our episodes, just like trying to remember everything we've talked about. And I was like, wow. Wow, we, we, we covered a lot of ground. This is pretty good. <laughs> and we had some amazing guests. We sure did. Once again, we had the Ferrises. Oh, Craig and Shannon. That was an amazing, amazing episode. Yep. Actually, actually one of my favorites. Yep. We had Cindy and Brooke Moore, which was Ooh. one of the highlights of this season for me, for sure. And we have gotten probably the most feedback um, yeah. from that episode than all the other episodes. So if you have not had a chance to listen to that one, please go check it out. It's actually our highest rated episode for season two right now. Yeah. And uh, we had Drake Oyao, good friend and (laughs) spiritual son of ours. Wendy Henley was on. We also had Bob Hazlett. Oh, I just love Bob. Oh, my word. Cannot forget Chris Valentin. Oh, yes. We had KB. One of our... personal, not only favorite speakers, but uh, a spiritual father, even though he might not know that. <laughs> oh, you know what's interesting? Now, now I'm like, which one was my favorite? <laughs> Sorry, Craig, but it was, we had some, and then Sarah Kamez, Igniting a Mother's Voice. That, that one that was, was amazing. My brother, Jordan and Jeremy. Always I've been fire. hurt by church now. What? That one was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Beather, Ben and Heather Arm, uh, edit that. Ben part. <laughs> Here we go. We had Ben and Heather Armstrong. Right from uh, Bethel Church in Reading, Marguerite Leach, mm-hmm. Michelle Duez, Joey and Kelly Festi. Oh, what about Jamil? So good. Right, and we had Tiffany Lane during the time where all the the racial stuff was going on, and that was such an, a powerful, impactful series we did. I mean, we had so many Mark and Tammy Hawkins, you know, uh, Heather Torres. I mean, wow, there was, uh, you know, I think my favorite guest has been our own daughters. Yeah, <laughs> it was so fun. So we've saved Gavin for season three. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but guys, he's putting we, all his content together. Yeah, right now. <laughs> we have had such a blast for season two. We just want to thank you as a listener, whether you've been with us through season one and season two, or whether you just join us on season two. We look forward to taking you further on a journey in season three, and we are so excited about the upcoming season. Yeah, we've already started to put together our guest lineup, so you guys are in for a treat, maybe some return guests and a lot of new guests. Yeah, and so we want to just encourage you, if you guys haven't already joined our Facebook page, the Matt and Des Experience, it's Matt and Des Gonzalez, uh, we are really going to be utilizing that to stay connected, and we're going to post some questions. We want to hear from you. What are the topics that you want to hear next season? What are some of the topics you'd like us to address, have conversations about, and who are some of the guests that you would love to hear from? We just did a Facebook Live uh, last week on our Facebook page, and we asked this question, but we want to ask you as a listener, if you're listening, if you've subscribed, would you please go to the Facebook page and let us know what has been your favorite episode? Would you like us to speak on or have a conversation on who are some guests you'd like us to have? Uh, because we really want to be able to engage 
and have these conversations that you are wanting to listen to. And so this will really help us as developing our content for season three. We're excited to do this. Oh boy, it's going to be fun. So as you guys know, make sure to go back, listen to season one, season two. We're going to take a, a couple months of break and then we'll be back for season three. Uh, our, our time for that should be somewhere in the beginning of February. That's what we're shooting for. So make sure during the holiday season, catch up on season one and season two. And then today we want to leave you with a little bit of a treat. As you guys know, in season one, we kind of spoke prophetically and that's kind of the things that we wanted to do each uh, episode as we end the season is just kind of speak prophetically what we see coming and what's happening in the world around us. Yes, we do. And I think, you know, if some of you guys that follow us on on social media saw probably a few months ago that we actually did a webinar on the topic we want to talk about today. And, you know, we got so much good feedback from that (laughs) and had, um, you know, great, great attendance for that webinar. But we just feel like we want to give you guys a little bit of a taste because we really felt like God was, was breathing on it. And it's all arounding navigating a season of transition. (laughs) You know, that's what we really see prophetically, you know, uh, kind of the, the story with me and uh, Des with our life in the prophetic as a prophet and prophetess, you know, been called by the Lord into that office for the body of Christ and any of, I would say, the marketplace. Uh, one of our assignments has been is that the Lord will allow us to lift something out that becomes a message we carry. And, you know, it's one thing as a prophetic minister, but also as a prophet to kind of know your time zones, but also know your time frames in which you receive prophetic words. For instance, I know our time frame is usually about a three to five year period. So we will actually walk through something that actually becomes a prophetic word we release to the body of Christ uh, within three to five years. So the last three to five years, we have been in a real intense transition time. And we've learned a lot about what transition looks like, the difference between change and transition, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But we really have been given not just a reset, this pandemic and things that are happening in 2020, you know, it, it actually, uh, I want to phrase it this way, God can work with any hand he's dealt with. Mm. But sometimes in the midst of the chaos, he gives us a gift per se that helps sets us up for the next season. True. And part of this pandemic, not that God caused it, so I want to make sure you hear what I'm not saying, that he caused this virus. But like I said just a few minutes ago, all things work out for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purposes. So he's working this out on his behalf. And I really do believe this, what's happening right now, as we're traveling, we're talking to leaders, we're talking to individuals, business people, entrepreneurs, all of them are really saying the same language, the same thing. And they're asking of us, hey, will you talk to me about transition? Because I feel like I'm in a transition. And as you know, life is a transition itself. We're always in transition, whether it's a transition from high school to college, uh, from being single to becoming married, to having your own kids, having a family. There's always these different life transitions that we go into. But then there's these aspects of what I would call epic transitions, where a season changes for everybody. It's not just for an individual, but the whole season changes. And I believe that we are in that right now as the body of Christ, the season 
has shifted, which is causing a huge transition and a repositioning. So what you're seeing right now prophetically is people are getting upgraded assignments and permission to build things that have always been in their heart, but the Lord's saying, go now. And so there's a repositioning. A lot of people are moving right now, relocating. God is relocating people. Mm -hmm. And this relocation, if I could speak to you prophetically as a listener, is about the next 15 to 20 years. And we have this three-year window, I say up to 2022, where God's going to continue to reposition people and put them in a place to be successful for what heaven is going to be releasing into the earth the next 10, 20, 30 years. This is really about the 10, 20, 30 year period window of what is about to happen an explosion because God is repositioning and redesigning the church as we know it. So there actually is a kind of a list that we've developed in our process of transition uh, that kind of helps to recognize and kind of understand if you are in a personal transition. Like I said, there's the the season that has shifted. We've entered into a new era, so everybody's going to be a part of that. But then there are also individual assignments in the repositioning, replacing of that transition mm -hmm. for the kingdom of God to manifest like it's never manifested before. So one of the things we have to understand is that the season of transitions helps us to break free of things that have caused you to become stuck in the past. You move from somewhere to somewhere else. Usually there's a move involved. It may not be a physical move. It could be a, a positional move. It could be a vocational move, but there's some sort of move involved in a transition because transition is action, right? It's an action. It's an action word. So another thing is we have uh, on the surface, we get begin to get greater clarity in God's call and election for our life. There's a clarity that comes with transition, even though transition is really many times chaotic, <laughs> right? Because it involves change. But also you, in a season of transition, you begin to clarify your unique role. Everybody has a place in God's kingdom. We all have a role. That begins to be clear, clearer as you enter into a season of transition. And the call and election for focus and greater intentionality begins to get even more intense and more clear. Uh, also, uh, catalytic movements uh, of transition really begin to reveal a life purpose and a life message. And usually in a transition, this is where a person discovers not only their life purpose, but their life message. Everybody has a life message. Many times we stumble onto that or we come aware of that during a transition. And lastly, it produces a greater self-definition and discovery and how to influence others to live out their God purposes, right? So one of the things I like to say, and I've shared this on previous episodes, babe, is that the first step towards revelation is curiosity. Mm-hmm. And many times in a transition, because there's chaos, curiosity always follows. So that curiosity, if we would learn the purpose of curiosity, it leads into a revelation that is actually a game changer. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think transition is such a huge topic and we won't be able to like even scratch the surface of it on this episode, but the conversation is what we like to get started. Yeah, that's so good. And, and one of the things that we want to cover today is the three stages of transition. And that was one of the biggest questions we've gotten from people was, well, how do you know where you're at in the process? Like, I feel like I'm in transition, but how do I navigate this? How do, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where I'm at in the process. So we want to give you three simple 
stages to see if uh, where you're at in the process. And then we want to end with giving you a few tips on how, how to navigate that. Um, but going back to what you said earlier, babe, you yeah. said that there's a huge difference between change and transition. Yep. You know, D.H. Lawrence, a British novelist, said this. The world fears a new experience more than it fears anything because a new experience displaces so many old experiences. The world doesn't fear a new idea. It can pigeonhole any idea, but it can't pigeonhole a new experience. Wow. That's powerful. The biggest difference between change versus transition is this. Change is generally external, but a transition is always internal. Yes, correct. So good. So good. And also, you know, change is situational, meaning something starts up and it stops. So change happens to the world around you. Change is an external situation or event. Uh, so change could be like a termination or, or, or resigning a job, right? That's a change. The closing of work sites, the start of a new career, a project, you know, the end of old, end of one relationship, the finishing of school, the loss of a loved one, you know, that many times is a change, mm-hmm. you know, moving to a new location, having a child, divorce, so on. Those are external changes. That's not transition, but many times people call that transition. It's not, it's a change. Change is our external world that happens to us. And it many times can involve a disruption, a frustration, a confusion, or an anger. Transition, though, is a gradual psychological mindset process that happens within us either in response to a change or for change. And what we're seeing right now, many of the transitions aren't a response to a change. It's more a response right now for a change, Mm. right? So there's a transition that's leading to a huge change right now. And that's what's happening. And when, when a transition is initiated by the Lord, yes, <laughs> it carries a very different set of experiences than just an outward change. Yep. And so we want to get into this, but I know for me, we were talking about a transition being internal. There's always an upgrade available, right? There's always an upgrade in our identity, our mindsets, our outlook, our, the way we do life, the way we do family. There's always... A, that availability is before us of upgrades in the middle of transition. And that's really what I feel like the reason, one of the reasons is God brings these opportunities in our life for that purpose. Yeah. And it's so true. And to even go on about that, there is a difference. I want to kind of, we have this chart that we teach and we've created about change and transition. And like Des said earlier, change is external, transition is internal. Change many times is organizational, where a transition is more personal. And here's the other game changer. Change many times is quicker. A change happens quick, but transition is actually slower. It's a process. It's an invitation into a journey. Change many times is more visible, but transition is less visible because it's internal. You can see the fruit of it, but many times it's not visible to the physical eye many times. Change is more predictable. And this is where it catches people off guard, babe, because transition is less predictable, right? Change is physical. Transition, psychological. And then this is the last one that throws people off. Change many times is tangible. There's a measurement to change. But transition, there's not a measurement because it's an intangible. It's always hard to put a measurement on an intangible. And that's where it's hard for many people because when you're so used to measurements, you're so used to structure, and then the structure changing, you don't, and it's an intangible, you can't measure it, it feels chaotic. You feel frustrated, but you don't have the language to actually communicate what's happening. And 
many times you get communication in the change, but in the transition, it's hard to find the language. So like we were saying, there are three stages in every transition. So the yeah. first stage is this, it's the push. We call it what we call the push. Yeah. And what this is, it's the ending of the prior season. And there's so many different ways that you can recognize if you're in this place. So we want to go over a few of those things. Really the push is the pushing out of one season to step into what is next. Right. And so if you were to say, okay, what are the symptoms? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing? Yeah. If you're in this place that we call the push, you experience things like persistent uh, restlessness, yes. even a sense of isolation, a place of disconnection where yeah. you're like, I was once so connected to this mm -hmm. group or this place and I feel such a disconnection. Yeah. There's an internal confusion sometimes or even external conflict yeah. that you experience in this place. There's a hunger to hear from God, yet you're not hearing much. Yeah, it feels like it's <laughs> silence, yep. Yeah, and, and so you're feeling all these things and you have no language for it. There's an inability to move forward or the cha uh, from the change or the situation. So you begin to feel all these things. You begin to experience all the feelings of change and transition, yeah. but you don't quite have the language. And, and it's really the Lord pushing you out of the prior season. And, and I know, I don't know about you guys, but for us, there's sometimes in points in life where you, you're in a groove, you get, you get to this place where you maybe even feel like, <laughs> yeah, we're in a rhythm. Yeah. We're feeling good. We're feeling comfortable where, where we're at. Well, guess what? That's usually about the time <laughs> that God said, ready for an upgrade, time yes. for another transition. Switch it up. Yeah. And so, you know, we're never meant to stay in the place of comfort, right? Yes. And so in his love, loving kindness for us, he He doesn't allow us to stay there. Yep. And so oftentimes that's where we found ourselves. Well, right when we get in a groove or in a place where we're like, oh, I think we got a, a handle on this. God always <laughs> brings <laughs> a new transition in our oh, life. Oh boy. Yes, that is true. Yeah, that is so true. <laughs> The next stage that we actually enter into, babe, is actually what we call the neutral zone. It's the design development process. It's what we call the process zone, right? And this is actually, I would say, the most important it's, part. It's the most crucial of any transition because this is where development happens. This is where development happens and you discover your design. So it's, a, it's basically an identity upgrade for the next season, but it causes a process. The way I like to put it, if you can picture a caterpillar, before a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, they go into the neutral zone, what we call the process. It's where their past identity as a caterpillar now turns into a gooey mess, <laughs> right? But it's being reformed to become the butterfly and it's an upgrade in its identity. This perfectly is a picture of what the neutral zone is or the development process of a transition. Yeah. And I, and what I would call this place is the land of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that I feel like God is giving us the opportunity. There is also choice in that. It's not, he's not forcing us into a place. Correct. Um, if you choose not to go through the process, you know, you probably aren't ready for the upgrade he yeah. has available to you, but that's where um, you know, this is all about partnership and journey yeah. with him. And he's like, Hey, this is available to you. I love you. And you're, I feel like you're ready for this upgrade, but we also have choice in yeah. that. Right? And the greatest biblical actual model we see of that is when they came out of Egypt 
and they were journeying to the promised land, right. that would be the process right there, yep. right? Yep. They had to upgrade their mindsets, their identity. And we know that uh, a million plus received the invitation into the promised land, but only three made it. Mm. Because those ones in that generation were not willing to go through the process to yep. actually prepare them for the promised land. And this is the hardest part of any transition. So good. In this process, this place of process, it's all about evaluation. Yeah. It's about shedding old, yep. the old season, the old mindsets. It's the place of development and it's the place of alignment. Yep. And that's such a big key because I think this is one of the hardest pieces. When you're, you feel a push out of a place or out of the past season, there is a grieving process to yeah. that. There, there really is, and it's real. But there's also a place where God begins to strategically um, align you with where the, not only the relationship, but the yeah. place and, and everything else for the next piece, the next part of the season. And so it's really important that we recognize that and we're aware of that. And this is where you get your, uh, you know, I would say your inside capacity enlarged to carry the weight of what's coming into the next season. So you don't want to, you know, there, there's not a, really a time frame on this part outside of obedience and you embracing identity, the new identity, right? Because we are going from identification to activated identity, right? You become identified. You learn more about who God is saying you are, but then it's an opportunity to be able to test this out and activate it before you step into the new season. It's so crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's really about surrender, you know, surrendering past mindsets, <laughs> yes. past uh, failures, past even successes. That that's a big one because when you, especially I know when God transitioned us uh, this last season, we, we came from a place that it was our baby. We, yep. we grew up born and raised in that place and, and built a lot of ministries and, and we had so many deep relationships. And so we, we had to surrender everything that we thought was ours really, because it wasn't. And so that was, you know, definitely a part of the process God had us in for sure. So let's get into the last part of the stages of transition. This is the fun part. Stage three. (laughs) Here we go. So the third and final stage is what we call the pull. So this is the place where the new opportunity is presented. The new assignment or role or passion is connected to a place, a purpose or people group. So this is where clarity begins to form. You've, you've gone through the push of out of the old season. You've gone through the process and God letting you, you know, allowing you to upgrade your thinking and every part of your life. And then you go into what we call the pole. So this is where you're actually beginning to step into the new place, the new season. And this is fun. This is different for everybody, but it actually is a legacy inheritance move too, because when you step into the pool, this isn't just about you. I We have a statement. It's a core value. And it's actually a, a, a quote that I like to say many times is that, you know, the kingdom of God is for you, but not about you. Mm-hmm. So this uh, pool is always bigger than yourself. And it has uh, so many aspects of influence connected to it. But, you know, one of the things I want to speak to is even just the transition that's happening in the body of Christ right now. We've kind of touched base on it in the last episode that there is such a generational divide. And uh, one of the things I, I'm seeing happening right now, even prophetically, babe, is that, you know, there is not only a generational divide that's being addressed, because we know God is God is the God of multi-generations. He thinks generationally. 
And we talk about having the mind of Christ, but if we have the mind of Christ, that means we should think like God. And so we should be able to tap into thinking generationally. And what does that look like? I believe one of the transitions that is taking place for the church mountain right now is a almost a deconstruction and a reconstruction at the same time. Uh, so church is going to look a lot different. And I think this reset has really given us an opportunity to see what is happening. What, what you're going to see is you're going to see conference centers that are used to having conferences. Uh, attendance may not be as big because people have become so over in or just so over uh, tired of many times having conferences. Now I'm hearing that from a lot of people, but you could just, I could see the season that we're stepping into. Right. And it's because of the generation we go from, like I said, in the last episode from generation of producers that cannot actually function in a consumer culture. Yeah. And I think it it's going from, and there was a great season for training. Yeah. And so that's good. And that's where we were at. But it's really the word that we keep getting and that you're seeing pop up all over is mentorship. People want to have personal relationship, personal contact with a person. They want to be mentored, mothered and fathered. And we're hearing that more and more. People are realizing the growth that's needed in their life, which is great. And I think that's what we're going to see. You're going to see more training and teaching on how to be a mother and father, how to mentor I think this is where we're heading because if you think about what is mentorship, it's really discipleship, right? Yeah. That was a great commission. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. And so that's such a big go. And one of the ways he says, even in that scripture in the great commission was that teach them to observe, right? So to teach somebody doesn't mean just teach them information. It says He said, teach them to observe, right? The action mm-hmm. verb, we understand. Observe. Well, you can't observe something unless you watch. And it really is having people watch our lives and doing life with them, right? It's discipleship. And I, I also believe, and I think we've talked about this on previous episodes, is that we're going to see this whole aspect of belonging before you believe. And most Christianity, mm-hmm. Western Christianity, we want people to believe, and then they can belong to our community. But if you think about it, with Jesus, the disciples, he allowed them to belong. Some of them didn't even believe him. They, some of them still doubted that he was the son of God, but yet he, he allowed them to walk with him. So they had a belonging, a sense of community, belonging, coming out, right, following him. And then they finally believed. And I believe that we're going to see whole communities and even in the church mountain where we're going to learn how to build community so good that the world wants to take a part of it. And they may not believe they may just be a part of belonging, but their part of belonging is going to ignite something in them to come alive, to want to believe in what we believe in. Yeah. It's so good. So as we're wrapping this up and talking about navigating a season of transition, um, we want just to give you a few pointers in what we've learned in the last, you yeah. know, well, our whole lives, but in the last particularly five years, um, just things that we learned in the process, preparing um, to embrace the new season, Yes, right? So just a few things, you know, one of the first things, you know, it's kind of been a core value, really our whole relationship, but we always knew that if we 
didn't have an answer for something or we didn't know how to do something or we we were having conflict in an area, we had no problem seeking counsel in that. Yeah. And if I were to say anything we did right over the years, that would be it. And so it's no different for navigating transition. And so we definitely did that. We sought counsel, not just anyone. We sought counsel from people who know us. I think that's really important, especially when navigating transition. It's, this is not the time to go to a counselor that you just met. This, This is not the time to just talk to some random person. There is times for that. And, and you can get prophetic insight from those kind of people. But as far as counsel goes, that we really, feel strongly that it needs to be people that are already in your life. They know you, they know um, your, your ups and downs, your, your good, bad, and ugly. Um, so they can speak in, into that place accurately. And you know, there is a huge difference between advice and counsel. And I just want to make that clear advice. You can receive advice from somebody who knows situations. So I can go to an expert who doesn't know me and I can get advice from them right? Because they know maybe the situation I've experienced. Counsel is different. When the Bible talks about counsel, it's not talking about advice. It's talking about the counsel to somebody who knows you. Because if I know somebody, the way I speak into their life is going to be much different than just giving advice. I can give advice to anybody, but to actually give counsel, I have to know the person. And that's what we're talking about. To seek counsel, you have to have people that know you and you have to trust them more than you trust yourself. Yeah, that's really good. You know, another one is is count the cost. You know, and this is all about not having uh, unreasonable or false expectations on the way things are going to look or should look, because I can almost guarantee you it won't look that way. <laughs> it will look different than you thought it would. And so just releasing any expectations that you may have. Um, really helps in the process because if you go into it with all kinds of expectations, you're not only going to be disappointed, you're going to probably delay the process. Yeah, so and good. so that's just a, a little piece of advice there. Um, you know, another one is this is very practical, but sometimes people don't think of this is to journal your process, like yes. journal the process in your prophetic words, because not only does it help you, but it also helps you for the next time. How did we navigate that last time? What did we learn? What did we go through? And and it's really hard to to remember all of those details. Um, you know, when you're in it, it's it's strong, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm never gonna forget. But but you do, and yeah. so just journaling the process, everything God's speaking to you through the process, so you it you can teach others how to do it as well. Yeah, and the last one is invest in yourself, right? Sometimes when especially those people who have been in the church mountain, if you're a leader. You're in any capacity of ministry, you're always taught it's about serving others. But here's the thing. You can give, 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 but if you don't invest in yourself, then you're going to be given off fumes, right? You have to invest in yourself. You have to fill your toolbox with new tools, whether that's investing in books, e-courses, conferences, training, coaching sessions, consulting, mentoring, Uh, whatever area that you're going into, whatever mountain of influence this transition is sending you into, you have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in your IQ. You can have EQ, you can have SQ, but you also need IQ. So good. And you know, I know you said that was the last one, but I have one more. Okay. Because I feel like this is important just to remember if you're a parent, just remember that you're not the only one going through this transition, that your kids are in this too. And so all the chaos you may be feeling, guaranteed they're feeling it as well. And so in 
one thing that we really sought out to do during the whole season of, especially the push and the process piece is creating a sense of routine and normalcy will yeah. really help them and and yourself navigate that so that you're not all over the place like whether it's you know you have to create a schedule in the place even if you don't know what tomorrow looks yeah. like creating a daily schedule or just say we're gonna eat dinner together or we're gonna go to the park this day this day and this day just so that there is a sense of normalcy to the routine of life so that they don't feel so overwhelmed by it yes yeah, so so good well guys this brings us to the end of season two the matt does experience thank you guys for listening to season two it has been a blast and once again if this podcast has enriched your life and has blessed you would you share it with a friend or family member as it helps us to extend our reach also be looking for season three to drop sometime in february of 2021 we look forward to bring you guys more conversations more contents more special guests and taking it to the next level. Come on. We're excited. So, thank you for listening today. Until next time, this is Matt Gonzalez. And this is Desiree Gonzalez. We are out. Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.